Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well whenever and wherever you are when you are hearing this recording. I'm starting this at 3.33 a.m. And I've had a lot of numbers come up today. 11, 44, 99, and now 333. And earlier I think I had something else come up Oh, I can't remember. I think it was 55 or 555, one of the two. But I hope you're paying attention to your angel numbers and that you are able to look it up on the internet or just download an app, the angel numbers app. My favorite one is pink and purple and just is called angel numbers, but there's a lot of them called angel numbers and they all have, you know, the numbers zero through 999 and what the numbers mean. A lot of people have seen 1111 for years and years and years. But I think I feel like it's signs from God just like the things in the sky, the clouds in the sky, you know, like I have I've been getting messages a lot of messages in the sky. And today I got the letter J was in the sky. And then that one faded away and it was almost gone when another J appeared. So weird. I don't know if that's my twin flames first name begins with the J. I don't know, but J was in the sky. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's a letter J. It was like so clear. I was like, Whoa. It's so strange. And I don't call Jesus Jesus. I thought about that because he's like my big brother and I get signs from him. But usually when I get a sign from Jesus, it's when the whole room smells like roses out of nowhere, especially when I don't have roses in the house. And I don't call him Jesus. I call him Yeheshua, brother Yeheshua. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. Usually the last couple weeks, the sky has had an X and an O like hugs and kisses. I mean like every single day in the same exact spot in the sky, like every day for like two or three weeks. It was like that. It was so freaky. And today I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a, an X and an O. And then after the J's disappeared, there was like a lot of clouds that looked like they're about to form words and then they would disappear and I think if I would have looked for a little bit longer <laughs> I think that more words would have appeared but it made, it made me think of the high in the Amazon there was not one cloud in the sky except two clouds side by side that literally said H-I high I was like oh my god oh my god God just told me hi and I was reaching for my, my uh, phone 
And by the time I got my phone, it disappeared from the sky. And no one saw it but me. I was like, oh my God. It was so magical. One of those moments, just, ah, there's nothing I could do. I told you guys about that before. But I found out today that I have 103 people now that are listening, which means we've added about 10 brand new regular listeners since last week. I wanted to say thank you and welcome aboard. And sometimes I repeat my stories because of all the new people coming in. Um, not because I'm old. (laughs) Hopefully that's not the real, okay. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I've been, um, contemplating my life a lot the last day or two and, you know, having a little bit of stress, but then things that I were, I was normally stressed about today. I just started to get that stress. And then I thought, well, I'm just tired of feeling that emotion and did the mature thing and just, you know, got through it really quick and all right, well, huh, kind of wore myself out feeling that fear or frustration or anger about something. I told you guys a few months ago about a guy who was, um, in a professional capacity, we were working together and he was supposed to realize he's in a professional situation. And he just started kind of, at first he was just kind of like, I like you. And, you know, first he told me he had a girlfriend and he lied had lied about it and said, no, I'm actually single, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and he was going to help me with this big project. And I'm like, well, you know, it's all over as a special thank you. If all goes well, I will give you and your girlfriend a, a one week vacation for free in San Diego at my timeshare. And he was like, all right, I don't really have a girlfriend you know, how about if I come to visit you instead? And I was like, well, sure. You know, yeah. If you come on down, if you want to see the country, I'd, you know, show you around and you know, we can have lunch or whatever. And he's like, but I like you. And, you know, and he started doing that whole thing. And I was like, Ugh, you know, and it turns out he's a narcissist. He showed his hand really quick. So I was like, I'm so not interested. But at the same time, I was just like, you know, I don't want the deal or the project to go badly. You know, so I was just kind of, eh, kind of not really going along with what he's saying. I was like, well, you know, let's just focus on the project. Let's just focus on making money. Let's just do this. And that's, that's it, you know, for now, you know, I'm not really looking right now for, you know, cause I know he's not my twin flame anyway. So I was just like, you know, I, I'm not really, eh. And, um, I finally just, he just kept getting worse and worse and then called me at all hours, two, three, four, five, six in the morning, like every hour on the hour. I'm like, why do you keep calling me? You know, I'm literally going to have to turn my phone off, which means now I don't have an alarm because of your harassment. You're starting to harass me. And so it just got worse and worse and worse. And I finally said, look, I don't want a relationship with you. After he knew me for like a whole 11 days, he started saying, well, we're family now. You're my queen. And, you know, it's okay if you can't have children. We'll, we'll adopt. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, well, you know, after we get married. And I'm like, I've known you a week and a half, dude. Like, what the hell? You know, like, what the actual hell? You know? 
Like it just started to really freak me out. And, and I finally just said, I don't want a relationship right now at all. I don't want a relationship with you specifically, <laughs> you know, and he's just like, Oh my God. And he's just like, he's a good looking guy and he's a narcissist. So he thinks automatically that means every woman will just fall down at his feet. Why wouldn't they, <laughs> you know? Oh my God. I'm just like, dude, that's not, you're not, no, just no. <laughs> and, um, anyway, today he started harassing me again and it was weird because I hadn't heard from him in like two or three weeks. And, um, something he did, um, really, uh, has really brought out some bad things and I'm not going to go into the details. It's kind of a bad thing that he did. And it's something that's been putting me under a great deal of stress, like a huge amount of pressure and stress for like now two and a half months and like solid two and a half months. Like it's like my PTSD has been up and then with the riots this past, you know, well for like 11 days of being absolutely scared of that, you know, so I've been like, I'm going through this like weird, like, ah, stress. And today was brought up again. And I was already thinking about this thing and trying to work on, um, a part of it again. When all of a sudden he just started, he called me three times in a row and he wrote me four messages, which I did not even look at, you know, the, the, the best way to handle getting rid of a narcissist from your life is to, um, actually just be like, dude, that's it. Cold Turkey. Don't call them. Don't talk to them. Don't even read their messages. Don't even answer the phone. Just ignore all of it. Block them. If you know, if you have you know, everything. So I just ignored it. I just was like, whatever, dude, whatever, you know? And this, um, other person in the company who's now working with me on the project is saying, Oh, well, you know, um, I wanted to let you know that I turned him into the company. <laughs> I complained yesterday about the the ways in which he broke the law because he broke the law in two or three different ways. And that's why I couldn't work with him anymore. I was like, dude, I'm not interested in that. You know, and the, the one, the biggest way though was harassing me, which harassment is against the law. And, and, um, while this guy was telling me, I don't feel good about turning him in, but it was the right thing to do. And so we were having a conversation about it. And this other guy's very professional, very awesome, totally on it. You know, he's really a good person, high quality person and not a narcissist, not trying to come on to me, not trying to force a relationship and make me feel uncomfortable. I mean, the other guy kept going, look, um, I'm not really comfortable with that right now. So, you know, maybe at the end of two months we can have a conversation, but right now I'm not, you know, I'm just like trying to put him off, you know, <sighs> It was like ridiculous. And anyway, this other guy's just, you know, total professional. I was like, I feel really bad about it. And while we're having this conversation about it, this guy's ears must have been burning because he started harassing me again. And I'm like, oh my God. And I told him, I'm like, so while we've been talking in the last five minutes, he has called me three times and left four messages in five minutes. And this guy's like, oh my God, I could see what you mean. He is harassing you. I'm like, it's against the law. He could go to jail for up to six months he would owe me money and he would get deported from my country because I'm an American and he's not right. And so he, so this guy's like, Oh my God, I'm going to tell the company. I'm like, yeah, this guy just doesn't know how to take a hint when the hint is don't effing call me or I'm going to turn you into the police. And he keeps going again and again. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, can you just please tell the company that I will call the police if he harasses me again and I will, um, you know, make sure he's deported and he won't be able to work for the company. And he's like, yeah, Tom. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I don't know what, what you know, he's already going to probably lose his job over this. And he might lose his license for the project. He can't do this anymore. Maybe. I mean, hopefully not that. But I mean, it's like that. It's like what I don't get why people have to be so harassing, you know. But but today is the first day since this whole thing began that I didn't have that intense, overwhelming dread and fear take over my whole day. I mean, before I would have taken over three or four days, you know, where I'm just like ruminating on it. <clears throat> and today was the first time I'm like, well, it's being taken care of and I'm okay. And the company knows now because he is a massive liability, you know, with what he's doing and with everything, you know. <laughs> and so he's, you know, this other guy is just like, yeah, I'm... I see what you mean. He really is harassing. And he says that what you said wasn't true. And I'm like, look, I have all the text messages that prove everything. I, I've saved them in a file <laughs> in case it ever came up and it's coming up now. So if you want the entire file, it's about five or six pages long. Most of it of him where it says miss call, miss call, miss call, miss call at like three in the morning, four in the morning, five in the morning, you know, <laughs> I mean, seriously, it is like so bad that it would probably be six months in jail. Like, totally ridiculous. Oh, speaking of jail, apparently Cuba Gooding Jr., he's in trouble, apparently. He was groping women, <laughs> going, you know, <laughs> instead of being a social butterfly, he's being a barfly, <laughs> going from bar to bar and grabbing women in various body parts. <laughs> and 14 women have come forward now. In a class action against him, I guess. So I didn't read the details. I didn't really want to. And oh, and also speaking of jail, Felicity Huffman, she started her two weeks in jail. I think she was sentenced to either 14 or 15 day, days in jail. And it's just like kind of a slap on the wrist. But she pleaded guilty to the college scandal, the admissions scandal, where she was trying to get her daughter's test her SAT scores corrected. So she would definitely get into school and she had like donated like, I don't know, $10,000 bribe or $30,000 bribe. I mean, totally unfair. I mean, this whole white privilege thing, it's so irritating and the whole, you know, I'm rich and famous on top of it. Like it's all just a bunch of BS, but at least she took it responsibility. And then this this other woman who is in the TV show, When Calls the Heart, which, why is her name escaping me? And she was like one of my favorite characters. And it's like, oh my God, you know? Why does, she might be going down for a lot longer than two weeks, you know? And who knows, we'll find out. But I don't know what's up with Hollywood, dude. <laughs> like there's so much of this, stuff is like coming out and people are like losing their job. They're never going to work in that town again. <laughs> um, so many people are getting in trouble for the weirdest things. 
I mean, but the Cuba Gooding Jr. thing, I always thought of him as kind of, he's probably a nice guy, you know, and it was like weird. And my, my, my kid and I were talking about, um, Red Fox today. We watched an episode of Sanford and Son. It's one of our favorite shows and it's just so hilarious. And we even watched Three's Company today. And, um, I was like, you know, what's funny is, you know, you watch Sanford and Son and Red Fox just seems like kind of a feisty old man. And, but when you hear his stand up, it's like, oh my God, this guy is so dirty. And even today in the show, the, his, the guy who played his son, um, Demond Wilson played, uh, Lamont Sanford. And he, um, he was like, I'm going to take my girl over to Disneyland. It's romantic. And he's like, how is Disneyland romantic, dad? And he's like, well, I'm talking about the Disneyland motel, of course. <laughs> and he's like, you're a dirty old man, pops. And he said, and I will be until I'm a dead man. <laughs> and it's funny because he was he, like his, his stand-up comedy was so dirty. Like he was just, I mean, he would make a sailor blush. Right. And I was telling my son about, um, how, uh, Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor came along after him to do their stand-up and they were swearing and they were, you know, talking about topics that were really, um, very adult topics. And I go, it's so funny because these guys, you'd think they're so raunchy that they might've been caught up in some of these scandals. And yet when you look at, um, people like Bill Cosby, his, stuff was so mild. He didn't swear. He seemed like the sweetest, kindest, most gentlest, amazing guy. But in reality, he turned out to be a freaking rapist and now he's in prison. You know, um, it's crazy, right? It's like, you never know like what a celebrity is like behind closed doors. Right. So it's weird that all this stuff is really coming out, you know, um, I don't know. It's very, very weird to me. Just, um, it's not always the case that people are the opposite of what they appear. I mean, some people are what they are and they're just straight ahead, you know, but it's, it's weird to me. Everyone thought Bill Cosby was the sweetest guy in the world. And he's like stone cold rapist. Like he's a mofo man. And, and then, uh, all these other guys, I don't think they ever gotten in trouble. They got in trouble. I'm not sure. Richard Pryor, I think he was in jail for co- for doing cocaine or being caught with some coke or something at some point. But um, Red Fox, though, I you know I told you guys my dad met him and you know he only knew him like at the barber shop. They only met up there every now and again. And he's like, yeah, he's like one of the sweetest people in the world. He's dirty though. He's always telling jokes and oh my god, he's got a foul mouth on him. But he was a hell of a nice guy like generous and kind and he always tipped the barber extra you know I think he said like the his haircut or whatever is like 10 bucks and he paid 20 you know and this is back in the 70s you know so it was ridiculously you know that was like a lot of money back then I remember when people were all up in arms and freaking out over gas prices in California when it went up to 79 cents a gallon god forbid it's $4.89 in San Francisco right now. I remember a couple years back, it was up to $7. But, you know, but 
and then people are freaking out about it here. I mean, that's, that's one of those things where people just freak out about no matter where you are, who you are, no matter what class you're in. If you're in, you know, the poverty class, middle class, a high class, everyone freaks out about it. <laughs> Gasoline. It's like, Oh my God, don't raise that. That's the one thing. Cause it doesn't matter who you are. You need it for whatever. Even if you take the bus, you can't afford more bus price. You know, that's that one thing you feel like, okay, you need that to get back and forth to work or whatever. It's just ridiculous. But no matter who you are, <laughs> gas should not go up. Uh, but I remember all that back in, and I remember also in the seventies, like you had to prove, I don't even know what it was based on, but if you're, license driver's license ended with the odd number or an even number or it was your house address or something or your zip code I don't know what it was but I remember that we could only get gas like two days a week or something you know like if it was an odd day or an even day um then you can go it was like so ridiculous like the whole gas rationing. Do you guys remember that in the days of Jimmy Carter? Or do you remember your parents or grandparents talking about it? I was a little kid back then and it was like so big of a deal. But the good news is here in, here in Ecuador, everything is finally getting back to normal. Today is 13 days after all the crisis and the crap hit the fan. Everything's came back to normal. My friend, um, he started working. He's like been back working two days in a row now, or well, tomorrow will be his second day back working. He worked all day long. He's like, Oh my God. He was like gone from six in the morning till five in the evening. And he was like, I'm so tired. And I was like, Oh, I bet. He's like, I have so much work to catch up on. And I'm contacting all these people. Cause I had to, I had to stop working for two weeks, almost two weeks. Oh my God. Such a pain. It like ruined everybody's like month. Right. October is just like literally shot to hell. I mean, for me, the good news is, I mean, I would have already spent $600 on just, you know, taxis and buses and maybe eating out or just doing stuff, just random day-to-day stuff. And because we were like locked in in the house for 12 days, we were, we didn't really spend any money, you know? And then when I did go out, I spent 180 at the store because $60 was for that steamer thing to fix my food. But, um, you know, I didn't even get the meals delivered. I stopped that because I got poisoned from that at the beginning of the month. And I mean, ridiculously, Everything was so ridiculous. Everything was just like, everything has changed and transformed already in 15 days. I mean, have you guys noticed that a lot of things are transforming? Uh, I mean, in it's massive, rapid transformation, massive growth, emotional, spiritual growth, just boom, just like that. Just like that. And like today with me, not even like getting a little upset for about, maybe 20 or 30 minutes. Whereas a month ago, I would have been upset for about four days, you know, at the most, but maybe two to three to four. And now I'm just like, eh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And I've been 
thinking about things in a different way. And I don't know exactly why that is. Like I've always been an out of the box thinker, as you guys can tell, but even for me, I'm getting out of that box. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You know, I think it's since I opened the 12th chakra, you know, and since that happened and I'm like, all right. And when I say I like to be connected to my 12 chakras and I do some breathing exercises, all of a sudden I'm like hundred percent cool. I'm like, good. Everything is good. Even if the outer things are not good, all of my inner things are good. And I hope this is happening for you guys. And if it's not, I want you to do some breathing exercises. Keep looking at the clouds. Keep looking for the number signs. Keep looking because it's all there. You know, my higher guidance says, says that we are at 99 in the Ascension symptom scale still. But I feel like there's more of an almost like a floaty feeling. Like we're kind of floating along, kind of. I don't know how to describe it, but it's almost like up until this point, at least for me, it feels like life has been, I'm in the middle of a very deep river. I'm up to my neck in the water and I'm trying to run as fast as I can against the current, which is really fast. And I'm barely getting anywhere. Like maybe I'm able once a year to go about two or three inches forward. And that's how for 51 years, my life has felt like I am getting nowhere fast in most of the ways of my life. You know, having my wonderful children, that's not what I'm talking about. You know, I love my kids and thank God I was able to do that. And, you know, I've been able to be there for for them both like this entire time you know like I didn't freak out and leave and not be a mom anymore you know I never that was never a question I never would have done that but you know some women do that it's weird like they just uh nope can't handle it not a mom by you know it's very rare and it's weird when that happens I don't see how a woman could do that to her children and my mom gave me away you know, so apparently it's not genetic, you know, she, but she put me up for adoption. I mean, she didn't abandon me, but even though the emotions I had were kind of the same, but, um, it's crazy stuff. Like, I don't know. It's like, at least in that one way I, I was cool. And I've, I've gotten a lot of degrees and certifications. I've been able to get, um, educated, but it just, it was always very hard. Like just, oh my God. It's like pulling teeth to get through some of my classes, to get through the years. You know, I think because my health dragged me back quite a bit. I mean, I don't know exactly if it was just karma, if I just picked to have a bunch of crap go wrong physically so that I could turn to God. And I think that's maybe why I picked it. Everyone's going to reject me and I'm going to be very sick. (laughs) What the hell was I thinking? (laughs) But, you know, I've spiritually grown, like, in, by leaps and bounds, though. So, hey, there's that. I'm going to have to come, I'm going to have to come up with the episode where we go over all the life themes, because that's really important. It might be a two or three-parter, though, because it's, it's pretty intense. 
I've read the book twice. I'm going to have to go read it. It's on my Kindle. It's a Sylvia Brown book um, about the life themes. It's it's pretty intense, actually. And then there's um, one of the life themes is Mystic Traveler. And I'm sure, I'm sure I'm a mystic traveler. I've lived on other planets. Um, I'm living on other planets right now in other dimensions. It's pretty crazy. You know, like, because even though you're you, you're still, there's other dimensions. <sighs> stuff is so crazy. I know it sounds insane, but it's weird. That it's stuff that I started to become aware of it. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> am I finally like, have I finally lost it? Have I fi- am I finally just, you know, <laughs> gone over the deep end, you know? And then all of a sudden all these people start talking about the same thing. I'm like, Oh, thank God. Everyone's waking up to these realities, these multiple realities, pretty much all independent of each other, but all at the same time. So, I mean, if you're not aware of these realities, if you're living in other timelines or other dimensions or, you know, other, just other realities, basically, if you're not aware of it yet, consciously, you will be soon. You know, if you're brand new waking up to spirituality, just wait. It gets wilder and wilder, Alice. <laughs> As you fall down that rabbit hole, it just gets deeper and deeper. It's so crazy. But it's fun. It gets more fun. And I feel like the more we go up, and once we get anchored into the fifth dimension fully, I have a feeling things are going to get a lot better and a lot wilder. You know, especially when there's not the opposition of the me versus you or us versus them or, you know, uh, dark versus light, evil versus good. You know, once we are good versus evil, (laughs) once we get past the duality and polarity issues and we all get along, I can't even imagine what we're going to create together as a world and how wonderful it's going to be. I have a feeling it's going to be pretty incredible. You know, um, Sylvia Brown had a vision of the future and she knew she wasn't going to be in it, but she saw it anyway. She saw that people were going to start building these communities, spiritual communities and people that were like-minded would live together and, you know, like each have their own house, but like in little villages. And I think that's a cool idea. And she said that there was, um, buildings she saw that were like, almost like crystal um, or glass uh, like pyramids but not just that but geometric shapes and forms the buildings weren't going to look typical not like rectangular boxes like pretty much everyone lives in you know square and rectangular shaped boxes it's going to be really strange and different and I don't know where in the world she was seen in this vision you know where she was seeing it but it would be funny if she's seen like into another dimension or another planet or something. But uh, I've thought about I've thought about this description, these descriptions, quite a bit. Like you know, and I've been um, I've been thinking about the the Venezuelan situation. There's so many Venezuelans here that are um, you know families, and they're just running away from a super bad situation. They're seeking asylum. And it's really hard because when you seek asylum, I mean, aside from what the government's doing, you know, and the president and whatever there, 
the um, country itself is very, very, very beautiful. I mean, go look on um, Google Images and look at some pictures of Venezuela. I mean, I had no idea that Americans would get shot on sight if they enter into the country. I did not know for years that that was true. I mean, up until like three years ago, I had no idea that was absolutely like as Americans were not allowed to go there at all. But, um, I had no idea, but I always wanted to go. I always wanted to go to Caracas and I had a couple friends there for a while and I would talk to them over the internet and I'm like, I'm going to come to your country someday. I really, I want to go to Colombia and then I'm going to go over to Venezuela. And, um, when I got to Colombia, I was like, Hey, you know, Venezuela is right there. And I talked to a Canadian. He goes, Oh, well, I'm Canadian and we're allowed there. And I've been living there for months and everything. Um, when you can get food, usually the shelves are empty, but when you can get food, it's super cheap. And that's not true now. It's like super expensive. But he was like, my, he's like Canadian money goes like so far. He was like living there for like a hundred dollars a month and drinking all the time, doing drugs. I mean, he was just like, my lifestyle's ridiculous. Like I'm like rich there and I'm, I'm saying like a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars a month. And that was like three years ago. And that was the first and only conversation I had with the guy because I think, well, he was in, he was, he was in Medellin to do more Coke or get more Coke or something. Anyway, he's, he spent the rest of the week, um, coked up as hell. So hyper that you couldn't understand the word he was saying. And he ran around everywhere in his underwear. (laughs) It was just like, my kids are like, what the hell is wrong with him? I go, I don't know. He was normal on the first day. Remember we went out to Subway together? He was like lovely. And now all of a sudden he's just this insane person. And we were like laughing about it. Like this guy is crazy. <laughs> it wasn't until a few days later. I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. And then I saw him actually do coke. And I'm like, oh, that's what that was. My kids are like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? He's, and I'm like, he's on drugs. And I'm like, ew. I'm like, I know. It was crazy. And I couldn't believe it. Like, what's a Canadian doing in Venezuela? But, and so I got more and more interested in it. And so I started looking into it. And then I, I started going to Venezuelan restaurants. That's the next best thing, right? Meet Venezuelanos, eat, eat the food, talk about the country. And here in Cuenca, there's one restaurant. And they have all these lovely pictures of this place. And it's incredible. Oh, my God. It's so, it, it's such a beautiful land. And it's incredible. It's like... It's like, it's a paradise. It's a paradise. And part of the country is in the Caribbean. In the Caribbean Sea. And then part of it, I think, is in the Atlantic Ocean. It's like, depends on what angle you're looking at. But when people seek asylum, um, what happens is, once they're granted asylum in a country, they can never, ever, ever, ever return to their own country ever again they could go anywhere in the whole wide world but they have their sponsor country that takes care of them and I have a friend who is from Lebanon and he had to seek asylum and when I I met him in Guatemala and he was like well I've been in Guatemala for years but his main country is um, Germany that's where he, he sought asylum and he lived there for years and the country of Germany was giving him a stipend now I don't know if all countries that grant asylum give a stipend um for living but 
for him in his situation, he, that's what he got. It was like $800 a month. It wasn't a lot, but, and that's why he had to move from Germany because it wasn't enough to live there for sure. And, um, so he was in Guatemala and living, you know, really well on that money. But he was just like, I, I miss my Lebanon so much. Like that's like my home and my one true place. I felt a hundred percent whole, you know, and I heard him. He had to go because of some things that happened, um, with Hezbollah, which I'm not going to get into, but it was a bad thing. And, you know, they followed him to Saudi Arabia where he, when he had work there and it was just, it was the whole thing. But that's how I learned about asylum. He told me how that works and it blew my mind. I had no idea. And, um, so for the Venezuelanos who super love their country like that, and then they have to come here. Um, and when they seek asylum, I mean, that must just be like carving out a piece of your heart and throwing it away must be how it feels like it's such a heavy like the, in Spanish there's a word they call it a pesado and pesado means weight or heaviness but it's um, there's something about that word when, when it's used in Spanish it's like you know it's like one of those things where you're just like oh my god like I'm, I'm so sorry for you right now you know it's like when someone says yeah it's muy pesado and, and it means like muy weight, like very weight. It doesn't make sense in English, but in Spanish it makes sense. And um, so I've been thinking about it, like, you know, hey, you know, what if what if we could take the, the tiny house movement that's going on in the United States right now and apply that and like buy like little tiny bits of land, like 10 acres here. It's like $15,000, $20,000 and put these teeny tiny houses, you know, that's big enough for families or whatever. And I've been thinking about like, you know, Aircrete homes, the guy who does Aircrete, it's like, um, you guys have to look this up. Aircrete is insanely amazing. Like it's, um, (laughs) this is weird. It's like cement mixed with, um, dish soap and something else and you can make these extremely durable hard shells like you could you blow up like a balloon and then you put this on top and then it dries and that's like a house <laughs> and it's just like a shell and and he, he made these things that look like the freaking igloos but they're made out of literally out of concrete but it's very very thin but the way he did his formula in Thailand, and this is when he first started and discovered it, and he built a machine that you can use to make this stuff, and and he made it so strong and durable, and yet the walls are just you know not that thick, and but he had he built a staircase, and he was able to walk up the staircase on this material and stand on his own roof. I mean, this stuff is like wild. It's like, what? But other people have not been able to duplicate it. I think they weren't making the formula right, or maybe it's different in different climates with different temperatures. But if you get it right and you make a floor out of it and you make your walls out of this material, which like a house will cost you $1,000 to make a big house, you don't have to make a small house. You can make, you know, bigger houses. 
like you know like you can make a swimming pool with this stuff and it won't it cannot be penetrated by um mold it cannot be penetrated by insects um it's just like extremely durable and extremely extremely cheap to build and so i've been thinking about this for the last few days like man if i could somehow find a way you know like start an organization you know and the organization would own the land or maybe the government would have something you know i don't know just i've been really thinking about it like how can we house all these people that are just they're they're seeking asylum they're sad they're just like their families you know and you know, like during these riots that could not have been comfortable for the people that don't actually have a place to live you know and there's outside of the united nations there's a lot of people like hundreds of people have set up camp and they've been living there for months because they don't know what else the hell to do in quito the situation's worse and a lot of people keep traveling and go on down to peru and they're probably seeking asylum in places like chile and argentina you know where there's it's more expensive to live but there's also more opportunity and the government of chile is really cool because if you have an idea that would be an amazing business and as long as you have a business plan to expand around the world and make your business an international one you can go and apply with the government and if they approve of your idea they'll give you $50,000 American to create your business and set it up in Chile and then they'll help you um I think they have like consultants or whatever and then you start developing around the world but as long as you say it began in Chile <laughs> it's like okay it's it's like kind of a cool idea right it's kind of a neat a neat thing so i wonder if there's venezuelans going down there there might be but a lot of the um countries are starting to freak out because there's so many people suddenly extra you know and it's putting a strain on the economy but the venezuelans have to leave they cannot stay my friends had their um first their businesses were taken away then their land was taken away but first their crops and their uh, animals were taken away and then their land and then they were told they couldn't practice their businesses or they go to jail and they were like well that's it buddy we're out and they left you know a lot i have a lot of friends that were down there they were up there that um moved to peru and they were like yeah here i am making you know just a couple dollars an hour as a waiter and i used to make $45,000 american as a professor in a university so yeah life like totally sucks <laughs> you know with what happened with us so and i've been thinking about like how could you know how my son and i've been talking for days about how can we make a difference in this country you know we really want to you know and how could we model it on things that, that you know have been done already in the United States and in other places so i don't know those are the things i'm thinking about so i've been like expanding my mind in ways that i've always been wondering about the venezuelans but i've been thinking about even more stuff now so i don't know maybe when you free up a lot of your emotional stuff that you don't need anymore and you don't have the reactions you used to i think that's when you free up your mind to think of other things basically So this is really insane. The Shimon Resonance news from both HeartMath 
org and Shimon, I mean, um, disclosurenews.it. Both of those sites are down and you can't get any information. On the disclosure news, they said, well, the equipment's not on. <laughs> it's not working. It's just a big black chunk in the in the chart where we can't get any information. They said that it's extremely low in the places it do, that they've they've called other stations, you know, near them. They said, you know, it's like still like maybe around 13 hertz, hardly anything. And HeartMath just said, sorry, data's not available today. So I wonder what's going on with that. How is suddenly no one's allowed to uh, somehow, everyone's being blocked from measuring the Schumann resonance. I thought that was bizarre. And 99 on sentient symptom scale. So, hey, anyway, tonight I'm going to do a tarot card reading for the collective, but it's just going to be a general reading. I, I don't have a theme for tonight. Um, I asked my higher guidance and I was told just do a general reading. We'll see where we're, you know, we're at collectively together, but lesson 127 in a course of miracles is there is no love, but God's. There is no love, but God's. So that's it. That's the thought for today. Um, let's see if there's a part. There was something here. Um, it's such a good lesson and it's really deep and it gets, it's, let me see. There's uh, 12 paragraphs to it. So you might want to read the whole thing. It's uh, lesson 127 at ACIM.org. I'm going to read you the um, part you're supposed to think about during the day. I bless you, brother, with the love of God, which I would share with you. For I would learn the joyous lesson that there is no love but God's and yours and mine and everyone's. You know, because it's just one love, baby. One love. One heart. Okay, can't sing, but you get the picture. So that's it. That's a lesson. There is no love but God's. And it talks about how love's uh, meaning lies in the oneness. No law the world obeys can help you grasp love's meaning. What the world believes was made to hide love's meaning and to keep it dark and secret. There's not one principle the world upholds but violates the truth of what love is and what you are as well. So seek not within the world to find yourself. Love is not found in the darkness and in death. It's perfectly apparent to the eyes that see and the ears that hear love's voice. Today we practice making free your mind of all the laws you think you must obey of all the limits under which you live and all the changes that you think are part of human destiny. Today, we take the largest single step this course requests in your advance towards its established goal. So that was just one paragraph in the middle of the lesson. And well, basically there is no love, but God's. 
And God is love, and you're made from God, so what are you, right? All right, well, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back after these two messages, I'm going to just read for the collective whole. We'll probably have Archangel Michael pull the cards out for us today. We're going to just do tarot card reading, and that's it. It's for Tarot Tuesday. So that's it. I'll be right back after this. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you. hope you guys liked that I, I held my phone out the window so you could hear the green birds across the street <laughs> they are absolutely precious I love them so much sometimes they squawk at each other very angrily and even that's adorable <laughs> like they all get they all like go around in a circle around the tree screaming at each other <laughs> flying in a circle like three times Then they settle down and love each other again. It's so, so cute. So, all right. I've shuffled the cards. I'm already connected to Prime Creator. Yes. Gain a yes on that. Muscle testing suggests connected to Divine Mother. Yes. Okay. I'd like to do a general reading for the collective whole. I'd like to call upon Archangel Mikhail. Archangel Michael, please. I'd like to be connected with you. I connect with you. Will you uh, pull the cards out as Prime Creator tells them? to you? The answer is yes. Muscle testing says yes. All right. So where are we at in general? This is just general. So I'm going to go ahead and start shuffling the cards in a different way. So just pull out where are we at? Oh goodness. Immediately the cards are active. Is this the answer? The answer is no. All right. (laughs) Like 20 cards I'm flying out right away. Love it when the cards get active right away. Okay. Go ahead and pull so I thought you guys would like that moment of Zen in the background. You can still hear the birds, but my window is shut, so it's not as loud. It just we had a light, gentle rain. The streets are just that perfect uh, misty. Is this the first one? Yes. Where are we at right now? Ooh. Need to get my cheaters. <laughs> my I, I had an itch in my eye while I was doing the first part of the show. And I started to scratch my eye a little bit, and I don't know what happened, but now my eye is like beet red. (laughs) Usually I need Visine when I'm smoking weed, but now it wasn't that. Okay, Page of Pentacles. Cool. Well, that's where we're at right now, Page of Pentacles. All right, uh, what is our opportunity, or I guess our challenge, what crosses us right now, Prime Creator? Please let Archangel Michael pull that one out. 
So anyway, I wanted you guys to hear those birds. I get to hear them every morning. And since I'm doing the show so late, at least I got to record them for you. So I knew there was a reason why. I just kept feeling, don't do it, don't do it, divine timing and all that. And it wasn't my anxiety. Is this what crosses us today? Eight of Swords. Why has this been coming up in almost every reading? The last few readings I did. Okay, um, what is below us as a collective whole? Is this the answer? Wow. Evaluation. Seven of Swords. Ooh. Why are we getting so many swords? Are these correct? Muscle testing suggests. What is directly behind us as a collective whole? Uh, it's crazy. Swords. Wow. Whoa. Any of these cards? No. Ten cards flew out that time. About. <clears throat> right, what is directly behind us that we've already left behind, God? Um, have Archangel Michael pull that card right out. Okay, did you guys hear that? Cards went flying into the phone. <laughs> Yay! All right. Can you, kind of, can you tell us... Uh, is it one of these? The answer is no. Two flew out that time. But aren't those aren't those little birds are so cute? They have the cutest little voices. And if I took you to the front part of my apartment, it would be Fred starting to coo, trying to wake up Ethel. She never wakes up until much later. And he gets up and he kind of flies around and comes back and hangs out with her. He's a morning person. She's not with the pigeons, you know, in the front part. They're coo people. <laughs> is this what's behind us? The answer is yes. Three of wands. All right. Virtue. That's what we've left behind is virtue. Probably not what that means exactly. Has number 33 on it. 422 came up a little bit ago. 22 again. So, okay, what is above us? That's the card we're pulling out now. Is this uh, the card for that? Wow. Boom, just like that. Thank you, Archangel Michael. The moon is just above us. Interesting. I might have to channel Prime Creator on some of these. All right. Um, what is just in front of us as a collective poll in the next week? What is in front of us as a collective poll in the next week? It's weird. My eyes swell up and then the uh, membrane it's just over the surface of the eye it's like it's like I don't know how to explain it this used to happen to me a lot when I was very very little we go to people's houses with cats my parents knew I was allergic to cats and this happened to my eyes every time and I was like by the time we leave my eyes would be so swollen they were almost swollen shut and yet we keep going back to these people's homes and of course if there's a cat there, I'm going to have to pick it up. I'm going to have to love it. And I'm going to have to rub it all over my face and kiss it a million times. Whether it's going to kill me or not, because I love animals so much. So, is this what's in front of us? The answer is yes. Oh my god, is there so hard to see? Oh, it's judgment. Yay, we're all going to die. Just kidding. It's not, not what it means. What the hell? Wait a minute. I gotta, I gotta look at this under the light. Oh, okay. Okay, it's an Incan warrior blowing a horn. 
like a conch shell in very low level lighting conditions this card looked like he was kissing the head a severed head of a llama <laughs> I'm like what the hell I started to really panic I'm like wait you sure this is what's our future okay no he's blowing a conch shell oh my god I still haven't gotten my light fixed because the electrodes or something in this room in one well, my whole apartment the electrodes that they use to, for these lights just I guess they, they don't manufacture them anymore and I'm just I don't want to complain there's been too much going on so I haven't even called the landlord about it yet alright so alright God what how do we generally feel about ourselves as a collective whole right now that's the next one Archangel Michael please do the honors um, <laughs> three cards just flew out Ooh. That one flew right across all of it. Is this the one? Ooh. We all think of ourselves as, well, the caballero constancia. The constancia. Um, the constant cowboy. <laughs> King of pentacles. That's nice. How do people see us, the, the unawakened ones? How do they see the awakening ones? How do the others see us <laughs> as a collective whole? This is for everybody, but everyone who would be listening to this are the awakening ones, right? All right, go ahead, Archangel Michael. Go ahead and take that one out. How, how do people see us? Is, oh, is that it? Boom. Archangel Michael, you're so fast. Hogar Feliz. La Familia. That means happy home, the family. Ace of Cups. Baby, that's so awesome. That is a really beautiful card, too. Card 49 has a Virgo symbol on it, of course, because that is home. So, so many people are comfortable with me, I think. I somehow remind people of home. I mom people too much, too. Not as much as I used to. When I was younger, everyone called me mom as a joke. I loved it though. I kind of, for me, is like a badge of honor though. All right. Um, in the next three months, what is our hopes and or fears or our opportunities in the next three months? We could maybe just call our, what instead of fears, we could call what's our hopes or opportunities in the next three months. God, go ahead, Archangel Michael. You take that card out. I love how, like, you know, you're shuffling them and some cards just, like, fall. And then when the card comes out, it, like, gently glides down. It's so strange. It's, like, totally different energy when the card comes out. Um, all right, a bunch of cards just flew out. That's not the one. Those aren't the ones. Okay. Oops. <laughs> oh, a bunch of cards flew out and the tower was on top? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I don't want that card. Okay. Lucha. Great. That means fight. You've got to fight for your right to party. Two five of wands. I, You know what? This card came up in my mind right when I was falling asleep last night. It has a five on it, so this is actually the five of wands. I should probably... Where it says two, I should just cross that off. Why would they put two five of wands? 
It's actually the five of wands. So, okay, all right. And that is related to, where were we here? We had a wands over here somewhere. Right, what's in our past is the three of wands. All right, so in the next six months, what is our final outcome? Ooh, is it when the answer is no? Muscle testing says no to the two cards that flew out before I even asked the question. All right, and more and more cards go out. Okay, what is in the next six months? What is our outcome in six months for the collective whole? Where will we all be at in six months from now? It should be putting us in about March. Oh, I'm sorry, April. Ooh, is this the answer? Answer is yes. Ooh, the hermit baby. Ooh, that's a nice card. Has a Virgo symbol on it. And Mercury baby. Which is the ruler of Gemini and Virgo. The hermit. Cool. This is nice. Oh, now I'm having allergies. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh, like I was cleaning my bathroom earlier and so bleach and Lysol and you know all that but I don't think I touched my eye but my eye is just like it's insanely um, <laughs> swollen and red right now it's like it's like the color of really raw fresh hamburger meat it's so gross and, and uh, it was like a weird memory. I looked in the mirror. I'm like, oh my god, this just happened. My eye, eyes when I was, both of my eyes would be practically swollen shut. I never wanted to stay home. I still wanted to go see the kitties. <laughs> I, I mean, I had to take syrup with I don't even know what in it. <laughs> I had to take syrup. This is before inhalers. I had to take all this syrup. I had to take an allergy pill, Sudafed. I was on so much medicine as a kid. Oh my god, I might have to stop recording and go and get some, like a Benadryl or something. Alright, the first card is the Page of Pentacles, and that's where we're at right now. And it says, Oportunidad, Opportunity in Spanish here, which is Sinchi in, in Incan, Sinchi has a Capricorn on it, which symbolizes not only money, but business, and a Mer a, a Virgo sign. That's a Virgo. Mercury Virgo. Um, Virgo sign. Yod-Heh-Wah-Heh. -Heh. Right on it, Yod-Heh-Wah-Heh. -Heh. Name of God. Jehovah is what some people call that Yod-Heh-Wah-Heh. -Heh. Yehovah. Um, so yeah, all right, I'm just looking at this card, opportunity, all right, I'm going to ask God, uh, God, can you tell me this card is for the, um, page of pentacles, our current situation as a collective whole? You are dancing where you stand. You are able to see a lot more past the illusions of this world than before. You're able to recover over shocks and hurts quicker because you are all starting to see the illusion 
that is the matrix of this world. You're starting to see higher ways to make money and different forms of communication will lead to greater opportunities, greater dialogue with more people. And this dialogue is going to contain a lot more love. So the opportunities that are coming forth at this time are going to be loftier and more spiritual in nature than you ever considered before. All right, so he showed me an example. Ugh, forgive my allergies. My goodness. So he's showing me an example. Like if, for example, if you're going to open up a um, uh, clothing store, you would now maybe pick clothing that is not made with slave labor or made cheaply to make a quick buck. You would actually be picking clothes that would be maybe like all natural organic cotton or hemp or something that would be like a material that won't hurt people or, you know, made with, um, you know, by people with, that had a, uh, a living wage given to them and wouldn't be made in a sweatshop by children, for example. So that was kind of like an example. So, you know, if you were going to sell, um, like vitamins, you wouldn't just sell the cheapest non-organic crap from China that might have lead in it. You would sell stuff that's like high quality, organic. It might be a little bit more expensive, but people are starting to appreciate and wake into higher quality um, things because they know that their lives are worth more, you know, like, I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but whatever it is that you decide to do, whether, I mean, it doesn't mean you're going to have a store or whatever, but whatever it is that you decide to do in your life, if you have any opportunities come up, you're always going to pick the thing that's going to be um, better for the people around you, for their higher good, your you know your higher good, their higher good, the good of all is going to be more of your focus. So this is also a page of um, pentacles. It's like someone's coming to give you a message about business or money or opportunity or if you're an entrepreneur or if you have a career change or a job promotion, something coming up, you're going to get a message about it soon. Um, I'm going to go through galaxy tarot today to get greater insight. Oh my God. Oh, this allergy is suddenly out of nowhere. I haven't had an allergy like this in a while. Maybe it's time to dust the room. <laughs> Maybe that's what's going on. Page of Pentacles. These are cups. These are swords. Are the pentacles here? Yes. There we go. Nope. There we go. Page of Pentacles. Alright. Um. Alright. This is a youthful, dependable, practical person. He's willing to work hard and gain new knowledge and skills. Often he's a student, a loyal friend who will give you useful advice. This should indicate or could indicate a time that you need to pay attention to your body, the earth and to nature. There could be a message in the physical world for you. Now the words of the page of pentacles 
and when I say that it's a person, it could be you or somebody else. All the all the cards that are like page, knight, king, queen, they're all they could represent you or someone you know or someone you're about to meet. All right. Practical, cautious student, new job or project. Oh, okay. So we might be all contemplating new projects. Weird. I was saying that in the first half of the show then. New investments and new studies. Yeah, I've been studying something new too. That's so cool. And I have been making new investments. Very, very interesting. So that's cool. As As a collective whole, we might be going through this stuff. All right. Cool. And now the second card, what crosses us, what is our biggest uh, challenge and or opportunity right now is the Eight of Swords Dissolution. You know, I'm, I'm feeling like this one is uh, like dissolution of our delusions, right? That's like an energy I'm getting from it before even asking but this is our biggest opportunity right now. All right. Um, what the uh, Galaxy Tarot says about this is helpless thoughts, limiting beliefs, victim mentality, excuses, inner critic. The Eight of Swords is a card of feeling trapped or limited. So that's what's crossing us. So we have all this brand new stuff leaping out of our own boxes of where we think we should be or ought to be or however other people thought of us and but at the same time we're limiting ourselves our thoughts have been helpless you know we have to like break free of all this right so it's a card of feeling trapped or limited when this card shows up you're probably thinking that you have no viable options available you might feel weak by your circumstance in life or others opinions of you it's quite likely that the limitations you feel are self-imposed You are imprisoned by your own thinking more than anything. How you use your mind is your choice. You can use your thoughts to keep you trapped, or you can use them to cut through your limitations. Ask yourself what you get out of remaining stuck, and what could you gain if you were to move forward. Often all that's needed to get unstuck is the courage to think in a new way. All right, so do you have anything to say about this? The answer is yes with muscle testing. What do you have to say about what's crossing us right now? He's saying, basically, you have to cut the crap. <laughs> this is the dissolution of the delusions that you've been facing well, basically your whole life. You've, you've been trapped by your beliefs that you gained from uh, parents, relatives, uh, neighbors, siblings, friends, anyone who said you cannot do it it's almost like they put a prison around you full of strings but strings are very easy to cut you just they're strings you could easily move them but you've been like feeling like you hold yourself back with you know every time someone says something it's like he's like showing me like yarn like we're in a prison made of yarn It's such a weird image that he's giving this to me. He's like showing me like it's like yellow yarn. And I don't know why the yellow. Why the yellow guy? Because some people might... Oh, what the hell? He's like saying, well, some people might see the color yellow and think, Ew, it's a color of pee. Gross. And some people see the color yellow and say, 
oh, it's bright and sunny like the, the sunshine and it's, it's positive and wonderful, right? It, and, and he's showing me it's all that it, it depends on your focus, right? Some people see yellow and they, they think um, butter <laughs> and some people think flowers. Like everything that is yellow could be thought of as positive or negative. It depends on what you focus on and what you think about. So um, like he says, just like the color brown, <laughs> you could think of dirt or you could think of chocolate, right? So those are two things like, you know, it just depends on your, where your focus is at, right? You know, like if you're um, staring at the ground, you could just go, "Ugh, I'm never going to look up because it's just the ground. Ugh. What else could there be? You know, well, if you want to keep looking at the ground, you're just going to see dirt. But if you start digging the dirt, you might find gold or jewels. Or maybe you just turn your head upward and see the sky with the writing in it. You know, <laughs> might be your name written in the clouds. If you don't look up, you're never going to know. But so he's showing me it's like any prison you're you're in it's easily broken it's easily gotten out of it's like it's like yarn if you're trapped inside of a prison made of yarn i'm sure you could pretty much bust free right probably with your bare hands even and and so all of the thinking we're getting rid of all of the thinking from our past basically is there anything else okay no now what is below us is evaluation the seven of swords. So I'm going to read that one first. I'm doing things a little bit different tonight, just because I feel contrary. I'm doing this very late. So I was feeling contrary earlier. All right. So strategy, mental tests, deception, gathering information and breaking agreements. That's what has been, that's our current that's where we're at basically and you know breaking agreements that that's riots right the government says they could do something they don't do it boom riot <laughs> broken agreements right deception mental tests strategy gathering info this is a card about doing what serves your own ends even if the means are deceptive or manipulative i am thinking that this for the collective whole is not that suddenly that's what we are i feel like other people have done that around us so it says when this card comes up, it could be that you've literally stolen something from another or someone has stolen from you. See, that's what I think this is more. Um, our government's being betraying of us. It could be that you're sneaking around behind someone's back or someone's not being upfront with you. You could be stealing time for yourself, playing hooky in order to get nookie. I'm just kidding. doesn't say that. <laughs> uh, playing hooky in order to be alone with your thoughts or to avoid confrontation using clever mind tricks to get what you want indicated is indicated by the seven of swords manipulation of a situation to get our ways called for but there's a warning to be mindful of your actions and how they impact those involved research is indicated by this card also collecting ideas and others for of others for your own work be careful plagiarism and check your citations carefully finally the card could indicate that we're plagued by guilt or something we've done or what we're thinking of doing. If this is the case, look for a more honorable way to achieve what you want. There may be a time to correct the situation. All right, so God, will you explain what is below us and our foundation is this? 
This does not mean that you all are manipulators. This is not at all what why this card came up. This is a correct card though, yes. I'm getting muscle testing, yes. It's because we're having to break free from the delusions that those who are supposed to protect and serve us don't always. We're breaking free of the illusion that the governments are here to protect the people. Um, we think that they're here to supply us with medicine and hospitals when in fact a lot of times they're experimenting on the people. That's kind of the energy I'm getting from this. So anything else? That's pretty much it. We're just breaking free from the government stuff, basically. So it's like, not that we're being manipulated, but we have been manipulated and we bought into the story. Now we're getting away from it. Now we're just ripping up the book and walking away. Ooh, this next card has a 33 on it. The three of wands. Virtue. Um, I don't know why it says virtud, because virtue is in Spanish is virtua. So I don't know, maybe it means something else. Uh, has a sun symbol and an Aries on it. This is what is directly behind us. So I'm going to look it up and read what it means first. <laughs> Launching long-term plans, plans, long-term plans, foresight, things set in motion. When this card appears, a decision's been made and you're making your first optimistic step towards your goals. You set things in motion. There's no turning back now. You know what you need to do and you have the confidence to do it. You have the ability to lead and a vision that can inspire. Forgiveness of yourselves and, uh, and of each other may be required in order to let go of your past. You have a bright future ahead of you. It is an ideal time to let go of past hurts. The card could indicate foreign travel. Coming together with others and negotiating or trading could also be implied. Three of Wands suggest equally and equality and cooperation in such endeavors. Ultimately, when this card appears, growth is certain. Very, very nice. All right. Um, so, God, I'd like to ask, please, uh, what does this card mean for the collective whole from your perspective, the Three of Wands? You have all been blessed with a lot of ideas and ways to move forward towards your future, towards achieving your goals. You've um, This isn't something that you're leaving behind, but something that happened in the recent past. But what you are leaving behind are the old ideas that no longer serve you. And all the things that kept you from being in an optimistic way you've let go and you've gathered more optimism and more energy to move in a forward momentum in your lives. And that's what's indicated by this card. Anything else? No. Okay. Uh, Luna, la Luna, the moon is what is above us, which is usually stands for like subconscious mind, you know, whatever is there. Let's see here. I'm looking for it. Okay, here we go. The moon in the galaxy tarot says, stands for the unconscious shadow self, confusion, dreams, 
intuition. The moon is a card of darkness, illusion, and the unconscious. Time to pay attention to dreams and intuitions. What do your deepest feelings tell you about your current situation? What are you most afraid of right now? Sometimes the most profound growth is found in facing our deepest fears. Maybe you're hiding something from yourself or others. Someone might be hiding something from you, contributing to the feeling of confusion and maybe even fear if you're feeling it. The moon advises us to go within to seek better understanding before taking action on something. It might be wise to keep some things hidden for now. This also represents natural cycles, such as the cycles of the moon. We just came through the uh, full moon in Aries, right? Also, this could mean uh, menstruation or changing of the seasons, which again, we are just moving into autumn in the Northern Hemisphere and August, um, August, not moving into August here, damn it. Moving into summertime <laughs> here in the Andes. We only have summer and winter. We're moving into summer now. All right. So, God, is there anything you want to add to what the moon means? He says yes. So, what does this mean? A lot of you are having really intense and profound dreams, which is helping you to bust out of that prison that we talked about earlier. The dreams are helping you see through illusions that you need to let go of. Is there anything else? No, that's what... So that's, oh, he is saying that it's coming from your higher selves. Your higher guidance is giving you these dreams and helping you to reorder your subconscious mind in order to move forward into the fifth dimension. Anything else? No. Okay. Cool. I like how it's like related to the ascension when I get a message directly from divine. The next card is um, uh, the judgment. It's like I have to I have to wade through the Spanish, the ink, the ancient Incan and German on these cards. Mm, it has a symbol of Pluto. It is a planet, damn it. <laughs> uh, Shin. That's a three-headed snake in Hebrew. It's not what it means, but the letter it's the, the letter itself looks like a three-headed snake turning oh yeah, turning its head towards you. Like, like looking back at you. It's weird. Has number 300 on it. 31. And a Scorpio symbol. It's a very different card. Judgment. Okay. So, there's not an angel in this one, I don't think. There's supposed to be, but... Very cool. And strange cards. All right. Alrighty, judgment in this galaxy tarot says, write a passage, maturing, reviewing, and transition. Ooh, in the next week, that's what we're going through. Drastic change, release, and review. Your current phase of life is coming to an end. Ooh, I was kidding when I said we're all going to die. Now it's time to look objectively to what has come before. What ways did you succeed? Where did you fail? What big lessons have you learned? Life can't stay as it is. Change is unavoidable. You will benefit now by being accountable for your choices and your behavior. Be honest with yourself. Tune into your higher calling to learn where to go next. Pay attention to the big ideas you have now. They are not just impossible dreams. Well, okay. Very cool. All right. 
Okay, so you guys, anything you want to add to that? You're saying it's not? Okay, the world is not coming to an end. You can all take a collective deep breath. Whew, let that idea go real quick. <laughs> um, you're at a point in which you are now separated from your former life. Spiritually speaking, you can look back objectively and evaluate everything. Really? In the next week that's going to happen? Okay, he says... We're going to start anchoring into the fifth dimension in the next week. Like fully, like we're there, we've arrived. Oh my God, I'm so excited, really. Woo, thank God. Okay, so we're not like going to just die or something, so don't worry. All right, anything else you want to add to that? Answers, no. Now the next one is uh, the Knight of Pentacles. Spelled wrong on the card. It's spelled like the kite of pentacles. <laughs> How do we see ourselves? Galaxy Tarot says, loyal, dependable, practical, hardworking, yeah baby, cautious attention to detail. This card could represent a person you know or will encounter, or some aspect of yourself that's present or call upon, or to call upon now, obviously. The Knight of Pentacles is a cautious, slow-moving, slow-moving, dependable person. He's careful about everything he does, sometimes gets so caught up in the details that progress gets halted. But the progress he does make is sturdy and long-lasting. <laughs> sturdy and long-lasting. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> so I've been watching Friends a lot lately. <laughs> Joey Turbiani's on my mind. He always says that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> he is a loyal and reliable friend. He may sometimes be boring or stubborn, but he gives well-thought-out practical advice. He can be controlling and may value principles and rules over all else. He values comfort and security and loves luxury. He's able to take what he's learned from academic studies and past experiences and use it in very practical ways. And this is a description of how we have all kind of been seeing ourselves, so probably Hardworking, loyal, dependable. That sounds reasonable enough to me. <laughs> Must sound reasonable enough to you, right? Hopefully. So, um, there you go. I'm going to ask uh, higher guidance now. Is there anything you want to add to this? Answer is yes. Here we go. Okay. Um, so, how do we see ourselves? This is exactly how you are. Reliable, dependable, all those words that you read earlier. It's pretty much how you all are. I would like to add that you should view yourselves as whole and present. Made from love, therefore you are love. I would have you see yourselves as Knights in shining armor, if you will, regardless of your gender. You are all powerful, strong individuals. You chose to be here on earth at this time and what a time it is. You're loyal to your own causes, whether it's the ascension or feminism or fighting sexism or 
justice in the workplace or fairness for people that have less than you do. He's giving me an energy that he's really proud of all of you, all of us. Cool. Anything else? No. Cool. Moving right along, we have the um, Ace of Cups, which is how other people tend to see us. And that is Happy Home and the the Family. Pretty cool card, actually. Ace of Cups. I love this because it's the hand of God coming out of the ethers surrounded by all kinds of symbols of um, well basically yodes which is another symbol of the open hand of God new feelings new love awakening intuition flowing emotions and imagination this is how other people see us as we're awakening the people notice that when this card appears, look for new opportunities for love, friendship, or spiritual growth. So I think that we're starting to awaken the collective whole. This is an opportunity for intimacy and pleasure. It could be an invitation to a social gathering, romantic getaway, yeah baby, marriage, or letter from a dear friend, or a chance to indulge yourself with that which makes you feel truly happy. Yay, red licorice. Okay, kidding. We Kind of. <laughs> you may receive a heartfelt gift. This is a chance to make a fresh start emotionally. It may indicate a need to let your feelings flow freely, whether this is expressing your love for another or letting your tears out. The Ace of Cups can indicate a conception of pregnancy or a birth. You know what? If, if this is for the collective whole, oh that just gave me a massive insight i gotta tell you guys in a minute the ace of cups can also indicate opening of intuition a chance to tune into your higher self when this card appears pay attention to your dreams and be receptive to the subtle signs around you shoot all right so yeah conception pregnancy birth god i think i know where you're going with this one i'm gonna have you tell us so I'm going to touch the card and, you know, somebody say, answer yes. Okay, go ahead and tell us what this is. <laughs> he says, yes, your intuition is right. The way that people see you, all of you, that are, you who are the awakening ones and the people who have been asleep, they're all starting to wake up now and it's going to be very rapid. And they're going to know that you are waking up. And yes, pregnancy, conception, and birth are indicated by this card but in this in these days it is a metaphor and the metaphor is you are giving birth to a new world you are conceiving of the fifth dimension and that is the biggest thing indicated by this card where you're all headed and the fact that you are helping other people that are awakening and in many ways are like spiritual babies and you are helping them to grow rapidly and just like the hundredth monkey effect the hundredth human effect has been happening 
and it is going to be extremely rapid which is why a lot of the riots and demonstrations had to take place last week is awakening more and more people basically and so how people are seeing us now instead of as complete nuts crazy people they're now seeing us as oh wow they've got a lot of insight they're very spiritual and they're awakening <laughs> well it's about time <laughs> um I had a dream that I was in bed with a friend of mine and not doing, you know, anything other than we were holding hands and we fell asleep talking and, and I was, we had like, we're sleeping with our heads, our foreheads together. Like we had been meditating together. And I woke up and he was still asleep in my dream. And this is not someone I've ever even met in person, so it's kind of weird. But um, but it felt like a very deep and profound spiritual meaning to this dream. And I was kind of freaked out because I can't get pregnant. I had my tubes tied mm, 15 years ago. So (laughs) I can't. It's just like, like impossible. Plus, I haven't had my period in two years, so... There's no way in hell I'm getting pregnant unless it's a divine act of God, you know. It's literally going to be a holy miracle if that ever happened. But in my dream, I couldn't roll over because my stomach was so big. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with my stomach? And I and my friend woke up. He's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, what the hell's wrong with my stomach? I think I need a diuretic. I have to have two hands to lift my stomach. It's so huge. And... I'm like, this is weird. Why Why is my stomach so big? And he's like, oh, you, you're so silly. Like, so silly. Of course you're pregnant, right? And I looked like I was nine months pregnant, ready to drop a baby or two or three. And the stomach was enormous. And then I realized it was like, like I really was pregnant. And I'm like, that's insane. Obviously, I can't be pregnant. But, um, oh, okay, this makes sense. I think this person is my ascension partner, the person that we're going to anchor into the new world with each other, because which means my twin isn't going to come to me in, in the next week when this all happens. Obviously, I'm not going to be pregnant. My stomach's not going to be huge. Thank you, God. Knock on wood real quick. Because, <laughs> oh my God, right? <laughs> And I can't get nine months pregnant in the next seven days, thank God. So, <laughs> I mean, that was such a bizarre dream. Now I understand we're birthing a new world. God, it really throws me for a loop. And my subconscious mind suddenly comes up with random metaphors when I'm normally very practical and straightforward. All right. The uh, five of wands is our hopes, fears, and opportunities and also in the next three months so let's see here five of wands five of wands okay want to make sure uh, galaxy terrace says competition brainstorming problems to solve and conflict expect a little bit of a conflict possibly it could be negative like arguments clashing personalities Petty hassles, but maybe not. It says it could also represent games, contests, and friendly competition. Teamwork in relationships, 
Now, there might be differing of opinions and might be inevitable, but the differences should be treasured. It's from this that new ideas and interesting compromises emerge. Be wary of stubbornly holding on to an idea for the sake of the idea. Tremendous power could be had when we join our energy with that of others instead of fighting them. Remember what team you're on. This card could indicate petty hassles and annoyances. If this is the case, endeavor to not make more of your problems than they actually are. So basically, don't make mountains out of molehills. Molehill. That's like really hard to say suddenly. All right. Very cool. So, all right, there's that. So, God, you want to add something to that? Okay. Uh, are you saying the words the competition? He's saying, okay, the competition here is that the newly awakened ones might feel a little bit of jealousy because they feel behind because of what's happening in the next three months. And that might be a little bit about the people who are awakening now might be our fears that that's going to happen. So we need to now at this point in time, let go of our fears about that. Just love them, love them. Just say, look, I'm just here to help you. You know, just because someone's walking ahead on the sidewalk ahead of you, doesn't mean that they're better than you. Just means that they got an earlier start than you by a few seconds. That's all it means. So we need to, honor, love, and take care and protect those that are brand new awakening because they're not completely aware of what's going on, you know, and they might be a little bit afraid and they might be a little bit combative, you know, like when you are a little bit very, very sleeping, you just wake up fresh from bread and bread. No, you don't wake up from bread unless you're sleeping on bread and that's just weird. (laughs) You know, when you wake up fresh from bed and you're like rubbing your eyes and and you're just like so tired and someone comes in with like this intellectual conversation and you're like, oh no, 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 no. It might be like that kind of situation, you know. We want to give them all the information and they're freaking out because, oh my God, brand new awakening. And we have all this information and they're like, ah, not ready. Not ready to hear it. So we have to be patient and... They need to realize that we're here to love them through it and help them. And it's our job to let them feel comfortable. What make them feel comfortable with us. Having the knowledge and being a little bit ahead on the road, that's it. No one's better than anyone else. We're all the same. We're just at different points on the road. That's all. Some people leave late. Some people leave early. But we all get there. Same place, right? Finally, our very last card is the Hermit, one of my favorite cards. Solitude, introspection, perspective, wisdom, and guidance. This is what we have to look forward in the next six months. This is the outcome of all of this. The Hermit indicates a need or desire to withdraw from the world. He's a wise old man. He has learned much about himself and the world through introspection and meditation. When you see this card in a a reading, your soul may be craving a retreat in order to replenish and restore. By taking space and solitude now, you'll be ready to engage with and guide others 
when they most need you later on. The answers you seek will be found within you, not in any book or on any website. The hermit may also be advising you to seek the guidance of a wise counselor or mentor. So there it is, boom. Very awesome. All right, anything else you wanna add? Yeah, God's genius. So our final outcome is the hermit. You become the lights of the world. You stand upon the mountain, almost like the mountain in the clouds, Olympus or whatever metaphor you want to come up with that one. And you shine your light quietly and gently and sweetly. That is the outcome because everyone is on their way to the mountain or to Mecca or again, whatever metaphor you have for this in your mind, you may use that now. We're helping other people to awake, basically, and we're bringing them to their ultimate, most profound, deep parts of their spirituality. And we're all going to be together collectively as a whole because we all will become the way showers. And inspiration, by the way, for the rest of the universe. Is there anything else you want to add? No. Well, there you have it. That is our... Tuesday, our Tarot Tuesday for the Collective Whole. Even though I'm getting this out on Wednesday. The divine timing, man. It's all about the divine timing. I just, I had to spend extra time with my kid tonight. He wasn't feeling very good. I haven't been feeling good emotionally for a couple days on and off. There's been some massive and sweeping um, changes spiritually for everybody. Not just us, but everybody. And we're just kind of, it, you know, we're now the aftermath and the emotional and mental and psyche, the psyche cleanup from these riots. We're better though. Everything's good. Everything's getting back to normal. Thank you, God. <laughs> what God told us, it's going to be a week and a half and that's a lo- as long as it lasted exactly. I'm so glad my intuition is open. My third eye is open enough where I could see it and hear it and feel it and know it. I'm so grateful for it. And every time I'm I'm right, I'm not the one that's right. I'm channeling the information correctly. I'm still shocked as hell when it happens. I'm like, yay, <laughs> that's cool. And I can't say that I got it right because that's for my ego because it's not me getting anything right. It's just me hearing the words correctly or, or gain the energies right. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to. But it's taken me literally this whole lifetime to get to this level of intuition. So, I don't know. Maybe my intuition will help your intuition to wake up. So I'm hoping that's the case. We're all getting better and better and better. And again, no one is better than anyone else. Um, we're all collectively getting better together as a whole. There is no love but God's. (laughs) You are love, and that's it. All right, guys. That's all I got to say about that. Remember, please, to send in your your ghost stories for metaphysical ghost speak coming up. Ooh, really, really soon, like in 15 days. Please send in your Christmas miracles, Hanukkah. 
or Diwali miracles in anything to do with Santa Claus. Anytime you've ever seen Santa Claus or weird, eerie, spooky things, maybe you saw a mall Santa Claus and you just thought, yeah, he's just an actor. And then maybe something happened and gave you a little bit of pause. Like, wait a minute. Maybe you pet reindeer and you thought they were just deer someone drew spots on or something. And wait a minute, something happened. And you're like, wait a minute. There was an energy or a feeling or something magic in the air. If you've ever felt the magic of the holidays, even if you're not religious at all, I want to hear about that too. I don't know. We're now at 55 minutes and that's why I started beeping. So I had to pause it and restart it, but (laughs) it's an annoying new feature, isn't it? (laughs) All right. That's all I can say about all that. Um, Write me metaphysical soul speak at gmail.com with your stories. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being on this ascension journey for me, with me, for me. Well, it's for me because I'm you, so it's for you as well. We're all one. I'm glad we're all together. Hashtag soul family. (laughs) Hashtag soul tribe. Thank you for everything. Oh, I just looked and said 55, 44. Here we go again at the double numbers. The double master numbers. I mean, that's probably the 10th time in the past 12 hours that's happened to me. Oh, I should have said 11 hours. Oh, I missed that opportunity. Ah, darn it. (laughs) Oh, but it is now 533. Here we go again with a 3-3. See, it's all divine timing. I'm sorry it's this late, but hey, it had to be this way. This is the only time I've actually seen signs that this time it had to be this way. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, that's it for now. I will be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. I don't even know what it's going to be. God tells me at the last minute, usually. (laughs) Okay, I asked God at the last minute. He would tell me three weeks in advance if I asked him. But, okay, he's saying it's going to be a channeling of some sort. I don't know who yet. We'll figure it out tomorrow. I love you guys. I wish I could give you all a big, big hug and kiss your cheek and tell you in person how much I love you. So if you close your eyes and put your hand over your heart and think about that, I'm hugging you and I'm happy that you're listening and I'm just glad, man. Thank you. Um, Thank you for telling other people about the show and putting this in your Facebook groups and your Instagram and your Twitter feeds. I've noticed a massive jump in numbers lately. I mean, it it took me forever just to get 40 regular listeners. Now we have 103 just in the past six weeks. It's jumped from 40 to 103. Like, yeah. And it took me like eight months to get 40 people. Right? So thank you guys. I'm like thrilled about this. I'm glad that this is growing and everything's going to work out for me so that I can keep bringing you this show hopefully maybe for the rest of my life next few years at least so yay anyway that's it I'm leaving (laughs) I'll be back tomorrow though signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension until next time guys peace out
Do you ever wish you could look into the next chapter in your book of life and see what's coming next? What does the universe have in store for you? I can help you with that. I will give you a Celtic cross reading, which is 10 cards, or you can ask me three questions and I use three cards per question. So that's nine cards or I can channel your higher guidance or maybe God directly for you. Maybe you want to talk to your dear departed Aunt Edna because maybe you have a few questions and she was the smartest person you knew. If your deceased relatives are available or your ascended masters, I can channel them for you personally. Let me have one hour to show you the future in your next chapter of your book of life. Readings are $75 and it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to complete. And for this price, you will also be hooked up to the healing grid around the planet for free, which means yours truly, me, I will be giving you Reiki 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. All you have to do is let me know. MetaphysicalSoulSpeak at gmail.com and we will explore your future together.